Have you ever wondered why a man would stand up and tell people something that they don't want to hear, knowing knowing that what he says is going to put him in hot water, it's gonna put him at odds with the people, it's gonna put him it's gonna have it's gonna cause him to be shunned. It's going to cause him to be hated. It's going to cause him to be uh, despised and rejected. And it's going to bring him much pain. Why in the world would that man stand up and tell people something that would bring that result? The the prophets that we read about in the Bible were these very types of people and there's often, even since then, there's been men called of God to nations all over the world to bring a message like this to go to the people whether it's in a pulpit, you know, standing behind a pulpit in a church or it's out on the street or it's, you know, wherever it may be. Maybe even, you know, nowadays social media, they may write things or say things or whatever. And, 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 it, and it causes a lot of problem. It causes a lot of people uh, to get angry. You know, what would possess a man to do that? Obviously, he's thought about it before he does it. Well, I would say most of the time he, he, he does. Some, some do anyway. And then you have others that, who seem to speak for God, but they, they only seem to speak the things that cause people to be, to, to be happy and to, uh, you know, not, not get anxious and not, reject them and and these seem to be the the very popular types and then you know they may have both been gifted by God to do such things but what what why the difference why is there one who who preaches gloom and doom as is coined and the other that who preaches, you know, I guess you could say prosperity or, or just preaches something good. Don't worry, don't worry. You know, God's going to do this, God's going to do that. But yet, the people that he's speaking to haven't changed at all. They haven't turned back to God or they haven't, you know, whatever the case is. And, and, and you know, I bring this up because I, I was reading through Jeremiah 27, 28. And uh, there's this this showdown of sorts between two prophets, two men who who have who are speaking for God. One man named Hananiah and the other man named Jeremiah, and they have two different messages. Now, at this point in time in history. 
King Nebuchadnezzar has come in and has has basically occupied and taken captive nations, including Israel and the Israelites, Jeremiah's people, and has put them under a yoke, basically. And Jeremiah comes with the yoke on his neck that he actually built a physical yoke and he's got it on his neck or whatever and he and he comes to the people and or he comes to the leaders, his leaders, leaders of the people in Israel, who are allowed to still basically be there under Nebuchadnezzar, but he Jeremiah comes as a prophet of God, as a man who has been called by God to speak to the people, speak to the leaders, what have you. And he and he's got this display right this physical yoke actual yoke that goes on like an ox or something to pull a cart but he's got it he's wearing it around his own neck and he's standing there of course it's got to be an awkward looking situation right i mean it looks silly crazy right which is often the case with prophets genuinely called by god they do weird things they do strange things you might see one out on the street yourself in modern day you know with a sign that makes him look like an idiot but he's out there trying to get people to turn from their sin right so Jeremiah's standing before the leaders of Israel with this yoke around his neck and he says look this is what God has said take on the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar willingly and serve him why would you die with the pestilence and war and the sword and that kind of thing serve Nebuchadnezzar But there's another man who comes and and or is standing there in the midst of the leaders while Jeremiah is standing there. And this man's name is Hananiah. He's a, a son of a prophet named Azur. And he also brings a word. Now, you got two different men, both standing there to speak a word, but one genuinely has been sent by God or the word that he speaks is, has come from God and the other is basically come from his own heart or whatever. One is to please, tickle the ear, and the other is to, is to bring a different response. So Hananiah, after he has heard what Jeremiah has said, he speaks up and he says, Oh, no, 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 no. Don't worry. This is what the Lord God of hosts says. He will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar in two years and restore the temple. So don't worry. Now, they're, they're speaking to the leaders of a nation who has basically been invaded and is now under the yoke of a pagan king. Which of the two men do you think they would like to hear? Obviously, what's pleasing, what is nice to hear and what people want to hear is God's going to come and rescue us and he's going to break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar and, and it's going to be good. 
yeah, Jeremiah, we don't want to hear that crap. We don't want to be under the yoke of, you know, of uh, Nebuchadnezzar, that kind of thing. And, and I mean, look at you. You're, you're crazy. You're standing here with a yoke of an ox on your neck and, and you're telling us uh, to willingly, you know, be oppressed and that kind of thing. And like, you know, no, we don't want to listen to you. Hananiah, we like what you said. Well, so Jeremiah turns to Hananiah and says, you know what? Amen. May the Lord do what you said. I sure hope it's true, right? Because Jeremiah, he doesn't want to be under the yoke of, of Nebuchadnezzar any more than anybody else does. He doesn't want the oppression of his people any more than anybody else does. So he says, amen, that's, that'd be awesome. Right? So if, if Jeremiah doesn't want to be under the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar any more than his people do, or anybody else does, what's the, what's the difference? Why would Jeremiah stand there and say, look, you need to do this, this is what God's saying, when it's, it's the opposite of what he desires? Well, Jeremiah's heart is for the Lord and for his people. And Jeremiah understands that there, there's, there hasn't been repentance yet. And the whole reason why God will allow his people to be oppressed is so that they will repent. They will turn from their wickedness and turn back to him. There can't be restoration without repentance. So Jeremiah it obviously is caught between a rock and a hard place. And if you know, later on, you know, they take Jeremiah and throw him in a pit. And for the character himself, for the character of a prophet himself, you know, you, you look at all the different other prophets and, and see what has happened. They, they have had to go and do weird, strange things. They've had to prophesy as the mouthpiece of God to the leaders who were not following the Lord the way they should. And they knew that it was going to cause harm. It was going to bring harm on them or whatever. And, and many times they were, you know, they were killed. They were martyred for what they were doing, for what they were saying. But they, they, they had to do it. They had to say it because they were in love with God for one. And they loved the people that they were called to for the other. And it's just, it's such a strange thing that the the man would do such a thing knowing that it was it was going to bring harm upon him and the purpose is because the love of God is flowing through the genuine prophet who's calling you to repentance and telling you don't do this do what God says turn from your sin whatever the case is so what happens with Jeremiah and Hananiah? Jeremiah leaves after Hananiah has said, don't worry, God's going to break the yoke in two years. Jeremiah says, amen, and then walks away. And he prays, God shows him, gives him a word for Hananiah, and he comes back to Hananiah and tells Hananiah, uh, you've caused the people to believe in a lie. God didn't send that, and God didn't, God didn't say that, and he didn't send you to say that. 
uh, that come out of your own out of your own desire of your own heart. Uh, you're gonna die. And sure enough, Hananiah dies, and that's the end of the story as far as that goes, right there. And it just it, it's it brings up for me where I live in my country. It brings up the point where we're at now. And another little point that I, I, I hadn't said yet, before Hananiah dies, Jeremiah tells Hananiah, look, there's been many men that were called by God before us, before we even came on the scene, prophesying to this nation. They came along and they were saying the same things. They were saying, you need to turn or, or pestilence and the plague, plague and sword and war and famine are going to come. You need to turn from your sin, Israel. He said, many have, many have come along before. And you remember at the beginning of the book of Jeremiah, God was saying, I've sent my prophets early and late, rising up early, speaking to you, telling you to repent. You still, you haven't listened. And, and this is the result. This is what has happened. Nebuchadnezzar has come in and he's going to oppress you. And Jeremiah just reminds Hananiah, look, this is something that God has has been trying to wake the nation up for years. They're reaping what they've sown. Okay, they've sown corruption. They're going to reap reap destruction. And so we take the two different types of men who 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 have been who have been quote unquote speaking for God, and we can see even in the modern day, you got two different types. Right now, we are right in the midst of a. I'm telling you, in America right now in 2020, we are in. We are at the threshold. We are at the turning. The, uh, we're at the fork in the road, as it were. We're at the threshold of a decision. There's been men who have come for hundreds of years to this nation and have, and have prophesied or stood up and spoke and, and been telling the people, especially the church, you need to do right. You need to repent. You need to walk with God. You need to seek Him. You need to do as He says. And then you got, or, uh, you know, they repent or this is what's going to happen. And now you have, or, and then all along the way, you have others who have basically prophesied, you know, the opposite. Oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. You know, get your feel, get your pleasure, peace and safety, whatever. Right? And they're, they've always been opposed to each other. And the men who have come along and tried to preach repentance, and, or not try, but have preached repentance and have preached, you know, do what God says, do what the Word says, okay? 
they're speaking these things, but and it's not pleasing to the ear. It's not what people want to hear, right? Why would you want to listen to somebody that's standing on a street corner telling you to repent, telling you to turn? Well, if your heart is genuinely for the God of the Bible, for Yahweh, then then you want purity, you want holiness, you want to do and please the Lord, okay? But if your heart is not for Yahweh, if your heart is for yourself, for pleasure, for the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, then you don't like what they say. You don't like when you're confronted about your sin. You don't like when somebody comes and tells you you need to do what the Bible says. You need to deny your selfish pleasures. You need to deny yourself of, of, you know, you need to abstain from these certain things. You need to walk right. You need to have a good testimony, that kind of thing. That's not what you want to hear. If your heart is for yourself, you don't want to go somewhere where you're held to a standard, right? You want to go somewhere where people don't bother you about the way you live, but you want to identify with the God of heaven, right? So listening to a man who tells you, you know, things you, you don't want to hear, you, you're not going to do that. So even nowadays, even in our even in our society right now in 2020, you got people who are telling you, look, uh, You, you need to turn. Why Why would somebody say that knowing that it's going to cause division, it's going to cause them heat, it's going to cause people to dislike them? Well, just like in the book of Jeremiah in chapter 27 28, and 28, uh, and the prophets who had gone on before them, Jeremiah can look back and say, the prophets before us were calling out for you to repent and you never repented. Now here we are. What do you expect? Right? Well, in America, it, it, there hasn't been a wide sweeping revival. There hasn't been repentance. There hasn't been a change. Nothing. But where we are right now, everybody thinks that or I'm, I say everybody I, I, the majority of we'll say the Christian community thinks that there is such everything is going great and they are so they're shaking in their boots right now because they're afraid that this this person named Donald Trump is if he doesn't stay on the throne of America then we're doomed. Never mind the God of heaven that we claim. Never mind trusting in him for everything that we need. But four years ago, they were shaking in their boots, not wanting Hillary Clinton as president. So they were basically shook and scared into voting for this actor, this guy, this person that, you know, he just gets up there and changes his rhetoric and makes people think that he's a Christian. And, you know, here we are. And he's, and he's been duping the people ever since. And now here we are again at, at a threshold. And 
You know, I've told people, look, that guy is a snake. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. Okay? And stop considering being a Christian as uh, and, you know, being this, you know, whatever a, a Republican, conservative, you know, red side against blue side. What You know, stop considering those two things the same. They're not. Okay? You're getting wrapped up in this red and blue uh, you know, competition, whatever you want to call it. But it's meant to get it's meant to get the people not focused on God. And it has worked. It has worked. Why? I'm telling you, we're at a threshold right now. I mean, we are at the threshold of, you know, we are, it it won't be long and we're going to end up like the times that Jeremiah was in. I mean, we're there. We are there. Nebuchadnezzar just hasn't come in yet to oppress us. And we shouldn't be surprised because just like Jeremiah said, uh, there's been men who've come along long, long ago were telling us that we need to turn, we need to turn, we need to turn. But why would somebody listen to somebody like me? I'm just a dirty old truck driver with a little podcast that, you know, I mean, I've done it. I stood out on the street with a sign and I walked up and down the road and told people things that they don't want to hear, not because I don't like them but because God called me to do it. And I've done it with tears in my eyes. You know, I, I, I've known of other men who are dead now, but they, they, they've come along and they've done the same thing. They've come from other countries into this country to tell us, you, you, you need to straighten up, you need to do right. And there hasn't been any, there hasn't been any straightening up. There hasn't been any cleaning up. But all of a sudden, we got this this guy who says he's a conservative, says he's a Christian, stands up and does all this, just this ungodly crap. Says all this stuff. And it's got the people mesmerized. It's got them fooled. And they're, they're equating, uh, you know, godliness, Christianity with, with being a Republican. And they're not the same thing. And I'm telling you, if, if if there's not a miracle from God, and and we turn from we turn from following this man, this Caesar, we don't turn from that and turn back to to looking to the to the God of Heaven, Yahweh, and His Son Jesus. We're gonna end up under a yoke. And then the prophet who stands and speaks for God, speaks speaks with God's heart. Because God loves the people. He loves people. And he loves the nations. But the nations have to turn to him. 
it's not a delightful message. It's not a palatable message. It's not something that people want to hear, but it is what they need to hear. It's what they need, not what they want. The Christian in America, the, the, the typical Christian in America right now, doesn't want to hear that they can't trust this person. They are wrapped up in this thinking that they need a political leader to go and fight for them. They, they have completely walked away and turned their back on, on God himself. The one who will genuinely go and fight for you and have your rear guard. Never forsake you, never leave you, but this, this snake that's on the throne, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you grab a snake by its tail, like what... The, the general public in America has you grab a snake by his tail he'll turn around and bite you he just hasn't done it yet this has been Trucking Through the Bible my name is Colby I pray this blesses you in Jesus name